0: Church family, welcome back to H2O and friends. I'm Brian, and I'm Brooke. We're so happy to have you back. Um, to address the elephant in the room, uh, Brooke and I, we decided that since coronavirus cases are kind of spiking in our state again, we decided to just do everything online again. So we're not in the same room, mm-hmm. which is bummer. It's a huge bummer, but seems seems prudent
1: right? Like the way that this podcast originated was us in separate rooms. So it's kind of like going back to our roots a little bit, even though I think the original, (laughs) the original intent was like, if this thing was going to carry into long term, we would love to still record in person and when it's safe to do that. And that was, you know, that's still, I feel like that's still the end game for H2O and friends. We still want to be able to have friends and we all get to hang out in person, um, But I think when we decided that we should take things back online and back to remote, it was like, yeah, well, it's the way this started. So it's just back in the saddle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've been trying to, my family's been trying to kind of dial it back a little bit because my wife is pregnant and like pregnant women are like on the, uh, the list of, uh, there's more
1: vulnerable the or be, more yeah the
0: be careful list yeah
1: <laughs> yeah the be careful list i like yeah. that so are we all yeah. on the be careful
0: list and we just had like a <laughs> weekend of hanging out with family and um we had a slight scare where someone who was at a family gathering had somebody in their office who tested positive for mm. covid and you know, we weren't around them at all, but it's still like, mm-hmm. okay, like this is, this is still a thing that's still rocking, mm-hmm. rocking through our country yeah, for better or for worse. Um, so that's a little scary, but um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's I'll, worth the caution. It's worth the caution. Yeah. Like yeah. I would rather be safe than sorry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, So Brooke, yep. Brooke last week. Um, so, uh, my mother is a, is a, um, staunch listener of the, of the podcast. Like, she listens every week. God Great. bless her. Jan. Love uh, it. God bless my mother, Jan. Yes. And, um, I think, I think I kind of freaked her out a little bit with my depression story that I shared with the Abels mm-hmm. and you last mm-hmm. week. Mm hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, so to, to kind of bring everyone up to speed here, um, I've been kind of struggling with not, like, clinical depression, but just, like, uh, I go to counseling and therapy just because, as I explained to my mom, I have, um, there's just times where, I, like, I just feel really sad, really intensely. Mm-hmm. Um. And I go through – the way I explain it is, like, I feel really high highs and really low lows. And mm-hmm. um, going through counseling and having someone kind of who's trained to kind of help me walk through my emotions and have, like, coping mechanisms has been really good. And mm-hmm. I've been able to see um, – I've been able to identify, like, situations that trigger me or, um, being able to identify, like, okay, this might be a situation where you're heading into, like, more of a depressive state. Like, let's figure out ways to fight against that or ways to cope, basically.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um... And long story short, I think my story kind of freaked my mom out a little bit because I was maybe kind of freewheeling with the word depression a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, and to be fair, like I, I I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily like like I haven't been diagnosed with clinical depression, like medical mm-hmm. depression. Um, right? Like I say, depression in the sense of. You know, I just have some times where I'm just really, really sad and that's just who I am. Yeah. Like I just feel mm-hmm. sadness really deeply sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. And that's okay. Like I think that's a that's a that's a God that's a God given emotion in some Yeah. In some instances. And um you know, you look at you look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and like he was mm-hmm. I'm not comparing me to him, but you know, there was times where, you know, he was, you know, that's a, it's an he, intensely sad moment for him.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, thanks for saying that, Brian. Thank you for sharing all that with us. And um, yeah, I just appreciate you and your willingness to go to really tough emotional places sometimes. Even like just with other people too. I mean, I see that in Jesus's ministry. He wept alongside Mm -hmm. women who had lost a family member and he Mm -hmm. wept in the garden for what was about to happen for the people and his people. And it's, it's such a blessing that Jesus did come to also display a wide array of emotions because I think it validates when we feel emotions deeply too. Yeah. And then, to recognize moments in Jesus's ministry where he did and to again, not draw this line of, Oh, therefore, you know, I'm handling this in a healthy way. I think there's like counseling is a really healthy way to just process all of those and obviously prayer and talking it with trusted friends and other people who will come alongside you and pray for you too. It's, it can be really refining, I think too. Yeah. So I appreciate you, Brian. Thanks yeah, for sharing thank that.
0: Yeah, I I yeah. think um, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about um, just I don't know fe- feeling emotion deeply, and um, I'm I'm not um, you know if you look at the life of Jesus like like you said you know he experienced all sorts of emotions, and um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think. I don't know. I, I feel like there's like sometimes people in my life are like really quick to wanna try and move me to like happiness or contentness mm. or you know, whatever. And sometimes like I sometimes I just wanna be sad. You know? <laughs> or I just wanna be Just let me be sad. Just let me be sad or just let me be angry, you know? Like Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. good. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i th- i think there's a certain point where you know maybe you need to move on or need to um mm-hmm. you know you know uh, move on from i think there's certainly a point where depression is not good um mm-hmm. in the clinical sense of like it's a mental illness or a mental condition but uh i don't know just let me be sad sometimes, you know? Don't move me on to happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to be happy. Just mm-hmm. let me be sad, you know?
1: hmm That sounds like could be the title of a documentary. Like, it could, not the title, but it could be, like, the the subtitle of a documentary. It's like if you had to, like, name a memoir, a documentary of your life, it'd be like, just let me be sad sometimes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, um,
1: that's funny, though.
0: Anyway, Brooke. But, um, yeah. We have we have a friend this week. Who's our friend?
1: We do have a friend. That's what this whole show is for. Yes. So we can hang out and talk with our friends and hear about Yes. their lives and their stories. So this yes. week we have a pal, a good friend of mine who um is so great. She is a student. Her name is Megan Buckholt. We like to call her endearingly by the nickname Bucky. I'll probably use the names interchangeably throughout this show here today. So Bucky, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, I'm so excited to be here.
1: We are so excited to have you. Um, Megan, can you, for the, you know, average listener who might not know you, where you're from, you know, a little bit about you, give us like Give us the the quick snapshot. What do we need to know about you?
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I'll be a sophomore this year studying music education. So that's pretty cool. That's Um, really
0: cool. Wait, you said music education?
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh,
0: that's amazing. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, so jazz is like my thing. (gasps) Jazz is
0: really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Ooh, I'm a little bit of a jazzer. I kind of like jazz, like a lot. Yes,
1: of <laughs> I, I love it. Brian, that's that's another that's an alternative subtitle for a memoir <laughs> about your life. I'm a little bit of a jazzer. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, of course, like everyone who's into jazz. Well, I don't want to speak for you, but I really enjoy um, the band Snarky Puppy.
2: Mm. Yes.
0: Which I'm told, like people who are into jazz, they're like, mm, "Yeah, you and the rest of the world." <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, do you I know? Think... Do you know of them, Megan?
2: I do. I think they're pretty cool, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just us, Brian.
0: I think they're fantastic. I think I actually think there's a lot of closet snarky puppy fans out there. Personally, agreed. Yeah.
1: So, you're going to be studying, or you are studying music education. Um, anything else fun we need to know about you?
2: Um, or interesting my or favorite, My favorite animal is an otter.
1: Oh, <laughs> otters are so cute. Like, I love them. They're just like little sea puppies. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you have um do you Did have an you know... otter fact? Yes, share the otter fact.
2: Yeah, share it. Okay. They they hold paws when they're floating down streams of water so that they don't lose each other.
1: That's adorable.
0: Aren't otters also like pretty aggressive? Like aren't they pretty uh Oh. I mean, yes, they do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's cute. They hold hands when they float downstream or whatever. Aren't they actually, like, also, like, pretty, like, like, they turn it on when they need to?
2: I think so. Um, I think I'm just in denial of that fact because they're so cute. Uh,
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you got to get, like, you know, you got to see, like, the whole picture of an animal. But I, I guess it's okay to pick and choose. The things about different animals. Like it is it is very cute that they do hold hands. That makes you feel like warm inside. Anyway <laughs> we can um, I do enjoy that. So Megan, you just finished um something within our church um, that happened this summer. It was called the Summer Intensive. So obviously want to hear about that, but also want to hear just about how your summer has been, kind of how your life has been since uh, we left Kent back in March. Um, so let me see if I can shape this down to a more pointed question. Um, what has been, um, like kind of a like a snapshot that could encapsulate your life in these past few months like what you know does that make sense like a snapshot of your life that you feel like this accurately describes like most of my life experience in the past few months
2: yeah for sure um I was on the phone with Lauren the other day and I felt like this was a really good way that I put it um I wasn't super upset when COVID hit like I love being in Ohio but it was really great to come home and and get to spend some time with my family um Mm -hmm. and so going into the summer I was like my summer job was cancelled for the summer so I'm normally a camp counselor um Mm -hmm. and that's like one of the main places that like I really feel my connection with God really strongly so I was like I want to do something this summer where I'm putting God first like rather than my own needs first Mm -hmm. um so I'm doing I did the intensive um and i decided to do the intensive before i got a job because i was like god's gonna come first and if i'm (laughs) gonna be working that's gonna come second um and it's crazy how it worked out because now now i'm working um and it all fit with my schedule with the intensive which is really cool
1: Um, yeah that's really cool
2: yeah but Honestly, I feel like this summer has been really good when it comes to to just growing in God and and seeing him in moments of like, I'm not very good with silence, but like seeing him in moments of silence or things that I wouldn't expect rather than like big extravagant moments. Mm
1: -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like as someone who probably loves and values music and is studying it and is studying how to teach it, it makes sense to you that, everything in extravagance, like you really feel connected through that or if like silence mm-hmm. might be hard to do. That's sweet. Um, so for someone listening who might not know what the summer intensive is, or like kind of an idea of what, I mean, I think some people probably knew, um, what it is, but could you talk us through about what the, or tell us what the summer intensive is?
2: Yeah. So, um, it's kind of like, I would say it's like your little piece of H2O away from home, plus like social justice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's a great way to put it. We
2: talked a lot about um, racial injustice this summer, and we read a book called The Color of Compromise. Um, So that was definitely a main focus of this summer. So we had um, like once a week we met in small groups and um, talked over really hard questions but it I think it really pushed everyone um in a really Mm -hmm. good way and then we would have a sermon night once a week and then break into small groups after that and just talk about it um and then there were like little workshops on the weekend that you could go to um for different topics such as like hearing God in the silence or how can I be good at discipling
1: um or listening Mm -hmm. to
2: other people so yeah that's that's the intensive in a snapshot.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. i um I was super excited when they presented this idea, something that um people in our church and across our network could tune into for the summer. It just felt like kind of like what you were saying. It's like we want to find a way to so recognize recognize the way that the Lord is moving even in the midst of just so much unrest and abnormalities. I think I pronounced that right. Um, so what was, um, (laughs) what was your favorite part of the intensive? I think I'm allowed to ask that. Like if you had a favorite part of that whole experience.
2: Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part was, can I say two things?
1: (laughs) Oh, of course.
2: Okay. So this is kind of a combined thing, but, um, for a small group specifically, just like seeing how much everyone grew throughout the intensive um because at the beginning we were all kind of like i don't want this to to sound bad or like i don't know how to word this properly but then we would say Mm -hmm. our thoughts and then towards the end we would just like say what we're thinking and then unpack it as a group which i think was really cool um yeah
0: and then megan has in general sorry can Mm. has there been like an overall theme or like overall trend towards like what you guys have been talking about or growing in uh this summer
2: yeah it's been a lot of just like um not even not even realizing that um we might hear things or um or it's kind of on along that line that like are racist and then we dismiss them almost so like you could hear something and be like oh well they didn't mean it like that um and also just, like, noticing aspects of our life where we're not treating brothers and sisters of Christ like that. Um, right. And not not intentionally um, a lot of the times, but just, like, how can we be more aware and how can we be more like Christ in that aspect?
1: Yeah, that is really cool. And I was excited to hear that you guys were reading The Color of Compromise, which is a really powerful book. I also think it's incredibly heavy, but also just really rich with conviction and truth and even like action steps towards the end. But um, I know Mm -hmm. the one, the one line that they have in the back of the book, it's like literally on the back cover, but it's like, there can be no justice without truth. And so I think it did a really good job of just unpacking honest truth about our country's past and past and experience with racism and the church's complicity with racism specifically. And so I think I just going into um, the summer, knowing that there is a population at church who are walking through this book and going to be having really hard, but critical discussions. I felt super excited about that. And um, as we were talking before this show, you had mentioned that you got to be a small group leader. And so you were probably the one tasked with administering difficult questions or hard questions I'm sure that was like an element of growing for you um but you also mentioned that that's like one of your first experiences in leadership so talk to us about that what was that like for you having this is your first leadership experience one it's online but two it's it's like a really powerful and multi-layered um like discussion and like topic to lead people through
2: yeah um I was really excited when when Eric asked me to lead a small group for the summer, um, but I knew for sure that it was going to be difficult because of the topic at hand. Um, but honestly, I think the first the first two weeks was definitely the most uncomfortable of it, um, just because like as opposed to like leading in a life group or something along those lines, um, I knew Nadia in my small group, Nadia McGinnis. Um, uh uh-huh. But the other three girls in my small group i had never met before so i was like hi nice to meet you um i'm gonna just throw <laughs> some, some really hard questions at you right now um yeah but also like what a cool way to meet someone
1: oh yeah right it's like we i don't know anything about you or i mean i know that you go to our church and you know what what like better way to learn about someone than to like engage in really critical discussion and ask thought-provoking questions because it's kind of like that's kind of a vulnerable place for everyone to be especially if like this discussion is somewhat new for people you're like kind of charting in and you're like I just like you're kind of processing things along with people that you sort of just met and much less it's online too I think I just have a lot of like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah just respect for the group as a whole to be able to you know wade into those waters um have these really tough discussions but do it online and also like yep nice to meet you um <laughs> this is do you guys do you guys have any plans for like you know connecting or meeting safely in person in the fall
2: yeah i know um i know there are like eric and nick are trying to set up um, some events where like intensive kids can all get together um, even before the school year. But I think um, at least like my small group wise, I'm going to try and have us all like meet up for coffee if that's a thing that that can happen. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you guys call yourself the intensive kids? Uh, no. I, okay. <laughs> I just said that now.
2: Maybe it'll stick.
1: Yeah. I was like, I kind of like that. That sounds it's like super endearing and fun. Um, but yeah, what were, what were some of the workshops that you got to go to or what were some like, you know, lessons? Cause it feels like, at least in my like perception, like some of the workshops were like kind of centered around a theme of like sitting and listening and responding to God. Um, but with some sprinkle of yeah, like discipleship and I mean, it can all, you know, everything can kind of come back and be related to sitting and listening and responding or, Sit, listen, respond is, I feel like the official name was, but, um, what were some, like, workshops you got to go to and, like, big takeaways from those?
2: Um, I think, well, my favorite workshop was Eric's workshop about, um, how to be a good listener. Um, yeah, he's just really good at that, so just, just hearing, like, ways that, that we can change our mindset and the way that we, we talk and, like, having conversations with people and, listening to them rather than giving advice. I was like, oof. Mm,
1: mm. Yep. Eric Um, is, Eric is a really good reflective listener too. He's, he's really gifted in mm -hmm. that.
2: Yeah. So I did that one. I did. um, How do we know if it's coming from God or if it's our idea?
0: Ooh, Uh that's really cool. That's a good one.
2: (laughs) And one of the main things that she was talking about was, like, when we're believers in God, um, we're really quick to be a judge and be like, oh, it's my idea, so it can't be from God. Um, Mm. But she was talking about, like, how it's totally okay if our idea lines up with God, and that just might mean that, that we've spent more time with Him so we know like our thoughts are familiar because we talk to him. If that makes sense. Oh, it totally yeah, makes sense. Yeah,
0: right. I'm such a huge fan of this because, I, I think there's something to be said about, and obviously I wasn't a part of this <laughs> breakout group or anything like that, but I think there's a lot to be said about once. So as believers, we have access to the Holy Spirit, and I think like once, like once you've once you've had the Holy Spirit with you for enough time I don't don't know how else to explain it other than like I know personally like for me like I feel like my thoughts and like the Holy Spirit like what the Holy Spirit is saying to me a lot of times are kind of like one in the same and I also Mm -hmm. know like when when it's not like when it's not the Holy Spirit you know like it's just very like yeah I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Like, it's just very much. Go ahead, Brooke.
1: Well, it's like when your, when your thoughts and when your desires line up with like scripture and what the word of God says, it's like a, it's a pretty clear indication. It's like, yeah. yeah, If,
0: Mm -hmm. if you
1: feel like you want to go like work at a, summer camp and you know love on children and get to show them the love of christ and do fun activities with them it's you look at again like the life and ministry of jesus and you're like you know what yep i think these desires line up with like what scripture says and what the lord says is good and Mm -hmm. to like you know decide to do a summer intensive before applying for a job it's like you know where your treasure is there your heart will be also so it's saying like, yeah, I'm going to prioritize this. Walkway. Like that, that desire and that um, willingness in you is very much from the spirit when you can clearly line it up with what scripture says and be like, oh, this, yeah, this is an agreement. And that's because the Holy Spirit dwells in me. And it's, it's complex, but the Lord uses yeah. his spirit to communicate his truth and his word to us. Like they're all connected.
0: It's like, a, it's his okay to say and, yes
1: sometimes. Yeah. Like just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go with it's it. It's also okay to. Yeah. It's also okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to <laughs> say no. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That that That's sounds right. really powerful. Go ahead.
2: I also feel like a lot of the times we're looking for like giant yeses from God, when He mm. might just be giving us like quieter yeses. And Bro. I don't know what you
1: guys. Yes.
2: I'm really quick to be like, I'm not hearing you scream at God, so I'm just gonna stay where mm. I'm comfortable
1: yeah dang um so was there like uh something happening in your life where you feel like there was a quiet push from the Lord for you to do or pursue something?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's funny <laughs> that you said that um so I actually was talking to Eric about this the other day but i've I've been kind of feeling a push towards ministry um here we go <laughs> and <laughs> It's, it's one of those things that, like, I know that God called me to be at Kent, but I was still a little uncertain if, like, he was calling me to Kent for what I was thinking about, which was music, um, and so just over these past few weeks, I, I feel like everyone's been, like, all right, so, uh, that ministry thing that you've been kind of, <laughs> at, yeah, um, so after a few weeks of thinking about it, I um Eric and I decided that I'll be interning for H two O in the fall. Woo! Oh my
1: gosh, congratulations. That's Woo! super exciting. Wow. So okay, this is this is really exciting news. I think um that's exciting for me personally because I'll get to probably um hang out with you more or at least <laughs> get to uh see you in that context but wow i feel like this opened up now i just have so many questions it's so exciting um <laughs> wow is there any like idea or like desire like that you want to see happen or something that you want to see like come to fruition this semester like through an internship or i guess you like i could ask that question whether you were pursuing an internship or not um but like what big ideas or desires then do you have for the fall
2: i guess where my head is at is i'm pretty open to to where god wants me to be um but i i guess i'm just trying to to take a little step here and and see like all right like i'm gonna trust in you for this one is this is this what you want me to do and if so I'll, i'll keep pursuing it so that's kind of just where my head's at, I guess.
1: Yeah, right. Like just the faith for today. Like just take, just take a step for right now, which mm-hmm. is which is super cool. Um, wow, you're just like getting thrown into it. Like first time leading this summer, <laughs> deciding to do internship in the fall. That's so exciting, Megan. So pumped. And now, now I'm remembering at uh, at Women's Weekend when uh, we had a staff interest break out and you were there and that was so exciting and i mean as as a woman in ministry i just get really excited about seeing the lord call other women into ministry just seeing like the worth and gifts that women are in church settings um i mean and men too but as as a woman <laughs> i think i also just desire to see uh more women and in ministry, and no, so you, regardless of you women are okay.
0: super super needed in in professional ministry. It's um I don't know, like uh as a man, like I'm just doing man stuff, and we need women to, <laughs> to do women stuff, you know. Like uh, you know, I'm like a foot in the body of Christ, and you ladies are a hand. You know, we yeah, right. It's super needed and. Um,
2: I want more women in ministry.
1: Me too, Ryan. That could, so,
2: that could be another title for your book, Just Doing Man Stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, spoiler alert, I'm not really well known for just doing man stuff. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> I hung some shelves and
0: I was like, oh, I'm doing man stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like man stuff is super subjective. Yeah, it's it, very It's subjective. really just... yeah it's just what what you feel like what like you know stirs your heart and like masculinity and like you know whatever it can look different for each man oh
0: yeah i had my i had my drill out i had my shirt off i was (laughs) drilling holes into a wall and hanging up shelves "Ah!" felt real good
1: yeah sometimes i feel and like on the flip side of that it's like Sometimes I feel super, you know, feminine if I have, you know, my nails painted a really pretty mm-hmm. color. Yeah. or If I like have I'm having a really good hair day, or sometimes I feel super feminine if I go on like a really long and sweaty bike ride and I finish and I take my helmet off and I'm like dripping sweat. There's yeah. probably like bugs sucking my yeah. teeth. I'm like, yeah, women <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. By, uh, bike riding. <laughs> I was
0: super jealous. I was at. Um... Katie's, Katie's aunt's house, and they had like a newly finished bathroom, and like, guys, it was like a spa. This bathroom, there was like a clawfoot tub, you know, like a bathtub, like a bathtub. They actually want to take a bath in. Yeah. There was like a special light above. And the the Ooh. light had, like, a Bluetooth speaker, and there was, like, essential oils, and I was like... What? I was like, oh, my I, God. I was like, can I please take a bath <sighs> right now? <laughs> Did I, you? No, I didn't. It wasn't the time or the place, but I'm...
1: Yeah, I get it. I'm
0: super jealous. Uh, you know, the feminine masculine stuff is all in the eye of the beholder, in my opinion.
1: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So Bucky, what now that the intensive is over, and that's going to be a little bit harder to have, I guess, like community or maybe not like staying in touch. But like, what now? Do you feel like is your level of response like out of you know sitting and listening and responding and taking the summer to dive into like social justice things? What do you feel like is is now uh, like we were talking about next step, like faith for today, like you you're planning to do the internship, but between like now and the fall um what is your like next step of faith or sort of like the response in the in this in between time
2: yeah um so this might sound a little weird but I feel like my response right now is a lot more of sitting and listening um good I nice feel like, I feel like there's a lot left to learn um mm-hmm And I'm really quick to be like, okay, I got it. Let's go do something about it. But I feel like, Hmm. I don't know. Like I still have so much left to learn. And I think also with that is a little bit of the response thing is like having those tough conversations outside of H2O, um, Mm -hmm. like with, with people that it might not be as easy to have Christ-like conversations with to still pursue those conversations in a Christ-like manner, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Because I feel like that's, that's what's most important um, is to have conversations with those around you is like a good first step. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like learning to initiate those and, which feels, I know I've, I've been thinking about that at least, for me of like yeah what does initiating conversations with people around me look like when we're kind of in a space of like well we can't really go anywhere we can't spend like long periods of time with people like it just might take a little bit more work and initiative to seek people out for conversation so i've even been thinking through
2: Mm -hmm.
1: creative ways to get to do that um so when you were talking about like still sitting and listening Um, and learning is there like a specific thing you feel like you want to sit and listen more about when you had mentioned that
2: um so my main thing right now is at work I it's I'm really excited about this but I it's predominantly um minorities working there so Mm -hmm. I am like one of the only white people at work which is really cool I think Mm -hmm. it's awesome um and so just being able to like hear about experiences they're having in their life or even within the workplace, like just being, um, like more responsive when, um, like one of my coworkers the other day was like, I think our general manager is racist. And I was like, okay, why do you think that way? Instead of being like, well, I, I don't see why he's racist because Mm -hmm. why would he be, why would he be racist to me? Like, (laughs) yeah, right, um, right but yeah just sitting and listening and hearing more of their um i love hearing hearing what's going on in their lives and and how that's how like just ways that they that people around me were raised that like are so completely different from mine i think is so cool mm-hmm. yeah oh
0: yeah i think that's the... that uh sorry uh Go. you got it brian speaking of how people were raised um I had a story I wanted to share about, so this past weekend, <clears throat> Katie and I visited some family. Um, I come from like a rural part of Ohio, kind of West Central Ohio. That's very um, non-diverse. Not... I mean, it's predominantly white. Um, the town I grew up in was considered a, a sundown town, sundown city in the kind of the Jim Crow era where you know black people could could work and be in town during daylight hours but at sundown like you had to you had to leave town which Mm, like mm -hmm. that that thought alone just seems like completely insane right now like that's just like in 2020 that just seems absolutely bonkers that that was a thing, like, back in the 50s and the 60s. Like, that's crazy. Um, but my... So my dad and my grandpa were talking. And my, my grandpa um, was in um, the Armed Forces. And he actually... It's actually pretty cool. He, he served in the military and helped build the Panama Canal. And helped, like wow
1: dig that i know that's so cool and he, that's a lot of like i think that's also just cool because i was like oh yeah i guess that didn't happen like that long ago
0: <laughs> i mean honestly yeah and i mean that's like a historic thing like it opened up yeah shipping and like all sorts of trade to you know it cut like i think weeks off of like travel time for like yeah shipping totally stuff on uh, via via the water and uh, he helped build that canal which is like amazing um, but he mm-hmm. talked about how he um, he worked alongside black people and through that experience he learned that um, you know, he was like oh they're they're just like me <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. there's no difference like it's just mm-hmm. they're just like you and I and mm-hmm. I have, and to... that
1: would have been a totally like, that would have been a totally controversial statement to say like yes. in the time that yeah. that was being built too. Yeah. right. Yeah.
0: And my my dad, I give him so much credit in this conversation that we had in my garage, socially distanced visiting family. My dad said that he was raised that black people were different and that they are people to be scared of. And, um, that breaks my heart, but also the fact that that was not passed on to me in the least and that, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was that my, that my dad, um, doesn't think that hasn't passed that on votes votes in a way to not, um, My my family is actually pretty, pretty left leaning, pretty democratic, pretty, you know, votes pretty against systemic racism. Um, I don't, I'd have to talk to him more about that, but I don't like, I take a lot of pride in the fact that my dad was raised to think that people of color are to be feared. Um, He didn't pass that on to me and my sisters. Uh, mm-hmm. and I just had this moment where it's like, like, this is lit like this race, like passing racism on is, it's literally one generation,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, the difference between
2: yeah.
0: passing, cause it's taught, right? Racism is taught. Like it's, it's literally a one generation thing and, uh. You know, it's 2020 and it's still, it's still a huge problem <laughs> in our country.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's only, I mean, yeah. this is the, this is like a concept that, or a a truth that the Color of Compromise touched on, but it only adapts yes. and it only,
2: yes.
1: yeah, it just like adapts to yeah. the time and culture that it's in. It can just like manifest in different ways, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just been a really like big learning point for me in the past I think probably four years of just what have I been raised to believe and what about my upbringing or even what I've learned in high school history classes needs to be unlearned and then to relearn yeah. with a yeah. different lens and different perspective of like yeah there is still just as one generational gap but there's still like there's just a lot of yeah, unlearning and relearning—that can—that can happen. But also, um, yeah, what a blessing that in that in that switch. Like even in your dad's upbringing, Brian. To then like yeah, yeah, to see the flip switch is cool. Mm-hmm. I also just think about that sometimes when I think about how there's still people alive today who um, put full faith in Jesus. Like the three of us here, we know about. Jesus and know and have like saving faith in him because a generation right above us told us and then someone told them and someone told them and someone told them so I think it's cool to think well yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of you know sin that is passed through generation like we're not immune to sin and even like sins of our parents we can still feel the effects of and we can still see like that exhibited in our own lives but at the same time like so much good can be passed from people to like God's grace is is so far reaching that it even covers generations of people, passing on faith in Him through you know generation and generations. Yeah. Like what's that family? It's like and your children and the children Celebrations. <laughs> right. generations.
0: That's good, Brooke. I'm imp- I'm impressed. Let's get you on the music. Thank you.
1: Team. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But um, I think I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, just like, and that whole song is called The Blessing. Like, what a blessing that yeah. there have been people in your life, Brian, in your life, Megan, in my life, me, who <laughs> have just like communicated, <laughs> like, communicated to us, like, the love of Christ. And now, what a blessing that we can now be equipped to have conversations with not just our, you know, children someday, but those around us, like Bucky, the people that you're working with, like they're, they're also just like waiting and willing to receive and to hear the good news that you have to offer because someone before you has told you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I just get excited when I think about that I think about like, god's truth is so true and timeless and beautiful yeah. that it's it'll just continue to sustain like his church until he returns yeah soon jesus any you know please anytime. <laughs> please soon anytime so
0: <laughs> tapping my watch yes, here anytime
1: jesus, jesus come yes uh
0: Brooke, um, do we want to move on to recommendations yeah
1: yeah i w- would love that um so i love recommendations i'm ready to go oh yeah I, uh, let's roll i think i selfishly want to go first just so go neither first. one of you take no. mine
0: go first Do but
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yes but i'm like should i be rebuked for that because no no because no no I'm, because i'm being selfish okay
0: someone's got to go okay first. okay
1: okay okay so i'm gonna give two they're just gonna be they're gonna be first one will be short first one I just for the first time in my twenty four years of living tried a Zatar spice. Oh and, it's so at least, good. At, least <laughs> at least knowingly, knowingly tried Zatar spice. Oh, um, it goes on it, everything. For those of you it can. That's what I'm realizing, is it literally can go on everything because there's so many spices and blend like it's it's literally itself a spice blend that incorporates a lot of different herbs and spices and so it's just so versatile. Yeah. But if you're looking to buy some, it probably found in like, like the World Foods aisle. Like specifically, I'm thinking in Meijer. It was in like the World Foods okay. aisles where I found it. It's spelled Z A apostrophe A T A R, just all A's, T's and Z and R's. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I made I made as a hard pesto. Okay, and that was the good. Ooh, I'm like slapping uh, that. I'm slapping that on like pasta. Slap toast. it on there. Anyway. Slap it on there. <laughs> and my second recommendation, of course, it would be it would be a shame if I left this podcast and didn't talk about Taylor Swift's new album Folklore, that she wrote, and produced, and released all in quarantine, with just within eleven months of her most recent album Lover. So the whole the whole album Folklore is just truly lyrical. Masterpiece, and in my opinion, which I find that a lot of people are agreeing with, but um, like there's also just so many different musicians that I appreciate who are helping out, like, um, oh, what's his name from the National Aaron Desner and Bonnie Fair, and this mysterious other writer named William. Anyway, Ooh. just really appreciate, um, some people think that. Whatever William, I forget his last name, but he could maybe be Harry Styles with, um, oh, with like man. an undercover name. That guy, his really funny.
0: his latest album. I mean, it's been out for a, a number of months now, maybe like right, a year. Right, right. It's so good. It's so good.
1: Um, so it could be it could be him just using a uh, uh, what's the name or what's the word for when you have like a a ghostwriter an alias or something yeah um so anyway the whole album is really beautiful i've enjoyed listening to that and having all the songs stuck in my head at one time since friday i gotta i gotta give it a listen yes you do it is it's really it's good stuff yep wow okay both of y'all all right good then i'm glad i'm glad that i went ahead and and went first and
0: said I feel like there's this thing with like Taylor Swift fans where like Taylor Swift fans think they're the only people who want to listen to her music. And um, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but like she's super mainstream and everyone's gonna listen to it.
1: Yeah. I don't think I was feeling like I I think I the reason I was like, oh, you guys weren't already thinking of her new album. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. See I'm I'm probably I'm, I'm probably about. on the other yeah, I'm probably on the other end of the spectrum where, like, I consider myself, you know, a, a Taylor Swift fan, and so I'm like, like, what do you mean you haven't listened to it? Like, what? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, she puts stuff out. I'm com- gonna pay attention to it. She's a big deal. She is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. It's like when Beyonce puts out a new album, like, you know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Which she is. She is coming out with a new project that's going to be released on Disney Plus.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that comes out. I don't know if I can do future recommendations, but I think that comes out July 31st. <laughs> no, you cannot, Brooke. This weekend. You, you can't do that. All right, then I, I take it all back. <laughs> 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 what do you mean, Brian? This is our show. We... <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. Who's next?
0: Megan, what's your recommendation?
2: Um, okay, so my recommendation is a book, and it's called Heart Talk, and it's by Cleo Wade. Oh. So it's it's like poetry slash life advice. Mm. I don't really know. It's, it's called Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life. Um, nice. So one of my favorite little poems in here says, what we do and how we speak is either constructive or deconstructive. Choose to be constructive. Don't be a bulldozer when life calls on you to be a builder. Hmm. Wow. What's it That's called really it? nice. It's... What's it called again? It's called Heart Talk. Okay.
0: Is this, That's um, so sweet. It's
2: pretty good.
0: Is this a book that you nice. just picked up or was it a part of like a group you're in or anything like that?
2: Um, uh, My mom got it for her birthday like two years back and okay. she was like, I don't think I'm going to read it. I was (laughs) like, yeah, Um, but it's really cool. She like wrote at the beginning of the book. She's like, treat this book like a friend, if that's okay with you. She's like, you can tear it out, you can put it places. um, But the whole idea is like, you can read a little bit here and there, like if that's if that's what you need, um, or you can read the the full thing through. But I've just been, I've had it for a while now, um, and I've just been going back and and reading little sections over this break. And it's a really good book.
1: That sounds lovely. Poetry is so nice. And I love like like how different poetry can be from other poetry. But that sounds, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Thanks for sharing.
2: Thank you. OK,
0: my recommendation. It's maybe almost an anti recommendation, like.
1: Oh right. gosh. <laughs> like. like Again, uh, I guess I guess we make we make the rules, Brian. Future recommendations, yeah, anti recommendations. You're right. You
0: know. You know, Brooke. I, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I checked with the judges, and um, <laughs> we. Uh, I'm going to allow you to do a future future recommendation if I can do an anti recommendation. Deal. <laughs> I checked with the judges. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so I follow, so I have this, like, sick habit of checking, um, I do this every day, I check, like, deal, like, deals online, like, these websites that curate, like, (laughs) special offers on, you know, Amazon and, you know, whatever bullcrap that's out there, you know, (laughs) like, you can see if something's a good deal, you know, uh, Lauren, Lauren would be very happy. You know. I was
1: just going to ask, this, Lauren Wollum know about this habit of yours? Because it sounds like <laughs> I, she I'm, now knows that she listens to this. Well, so I'm hoping, go, I'm
0: kind of hoping, I'm kind of hoping she doesn't because I don't want to be called out about it because it's maybe a little bit of a problem. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. okay. So I okay. saw, okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I saw <laughs> that there is a deal for, <laughs> uh, I can't believe what I'm about to say. There is a deal on Amazon for a five-pound bag of organic gummy worms for $20. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, all right. I've got a three-year-old. We both like candy. This would be fun. So I ordered it, okay? I ordered it. Oh. Sh- shipped straight to my door for $20, okay?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it, it came one day. And Eleanor gets, like, super jazzed about when, like, mail or a package arrives. And she's... You know how she gets? She gets, like, super jumpy and, like, mail's here, mail's here. There's a package. Daddy, come on. You know, whatever. Yeah. So I pulled it in. I opened the bag. Or opened the box. And, like, the bag... I don't... Guys, I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. I mean, maybe a little bit. The... All of the gummy worms were, like, congealed into, like, two to three, oh. like, mega blocks of gummy Ew. worms. Ew! Yeah.
2: I know! <laughs> I know!
1: I know. It got a li- I, I don't like the word congealed <laughs> yes, there, but it, like, really accurately describes
0: what was happening. I, I, I don't either. And, um, like, I had to cut the... If this makes sense, I had to, like, cut the bag, like, surgery style away from the gummy worms (laughs) and it it's gotten a little better since they've kind of come to room temperature um but i'm here to tell you there's like all of the like you can't just pull a worm out of the bag you know if you pull a worm you're getting like (laughs) a small block of like probably 10 oh
1: oh but i but i want to know like what's the solution You microwave it? I don't know. There's
0: no solution. There's no solution. It's just, you just grab some and you get a small handful. But the upside, okay, it's from a company called Black Forest and it's all organic. You know, as organic as a gummy worm can be. You know, whatever. (laughs) Sure. The upside is that, guys, they taste really good.
1: They they taste really
0: good. They're like super juicy tasting and like you kind of you you know you look at it and you're like this looks terrible, but you taste it and you go, mmm, you know wow. it's pretty good. All so, right, I don't know. My daughter's been super into him. You know she she like the first thing she asks for when she wakes up is gummy worms. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Would I buy it? Would I buy him again? Probably not. Am I upset yeah. about the whole thing? A little bit. Um, are we doing okay? Absolutely.
1: I mean, you've got kind of a long supply ahead of you.
2: That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're. Uh, God bless you. Yeah, we're. Did you uh, guys hear me sneeze? Okay, did, I yeah. tried to get.
1: I tried to get that <laughs> sentence out before I sneezed. Yeah. And I think I trailed off at the end. But with five pounds, I feel like you guys are set. You get your fix, and then yeah, you never have to order it ever again. Yeah.
0: I don't know. it's So that's that's what it is. Uh, yeah, Brooke, Brooke, you want to get us out of here?
1: Yes, for sure. Um, first, just gotta say thank you, Megan, for being on the show and oh, coming yes. on, and, and for being our friend. I yeah, I'm just so excited for you and for what the Lord has in store for you. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Any any final oh, parting man. words?
2: Um, thank you. I'm trying to think <laughs> of, of something funny to say to end it off.
1: You know what? Don't like put it. the pressure. Don't put the pressure on yourself. We're we love you, and we're happy that you got to be on yep. here with us. So, <laughs> um, listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you guys, and thank you all for being our friend too. Yes. And um, yep, catch you next time. Bye, bye for bye. now, everyone.
2: Bye.